0: Over the past year, I've been on a healing adventure. I've spent the past 12 months recovering from brain fog, pain, and chronic fatigue. Like any good adventure story, there have been highs and lows, losses and gains, and an incredible amount of personal growth and lessons learned. This journey has made me a better health practitioner and a more empathetic coach. To add more meaning to my experience, I wanted to create something that would help others to increase their energy, clear their mind, and restore their health. I created the Brain Fog Bible. The Brain Fog Bible is a 47-page guide that covers what I call the low-hanging fruit. It explores the most important areas to be assessed and addressed if you want more from life, but your brain and your body are holding you back. You can grab a copy at brainfogbible.com forward slash download. That's brainfogbible.com forward slash download. I believe one of the most
1: important things that we can do is give ourselves the gift of truly nourishing the soul through time spent in self-inquiry, moments that still the mind and practices that light us up and allow us to reconnect to the child within. Move, Breathe, Create is a platform that celebrates soul nourishment. Move your body to get out of your head. Breathe to give yourself mental clarity and calm. Create without expectation to fuel your inspiration and delight your senses. Come and join us over at movebreathecreate.com and use the code kombucha for your first month free.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the community. From a young age, I was passionate about nutrition and helping people with their health. When I started practicing in the field, I realized that physiology and psychology are intimately intertwined. Some of my clients just needed to know what to do to feel better. And many of my clients knew what they should be doing, they just weren't doing it. Underneath it all, unconscious conditioning was getting in the way of their success. This drove me to uplevel my skill set and coach my clients to remove some of their mental roadblocks and reconnect with the wisdom of the body. I learned about the importance of embodiment and harnessing the power of emotions to get more of what you want from life. I started offering intensive one-to-one coaching packages and I launched my Grounded Goddess group program. I also wanted to create a free offering to help women understand the power of the mind, body, and emotions. I created the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. The Grounded Goddess Blueprint is a 43 page guide that will help you reconnect with what you want from life and teach you how to build your roadmap to create it. It will help you understand why you often find yourself going round in circles and engaging with self sabotage. If you feel stuck, overwhelmed or frustrated with lack of results, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. If you want clarity, understanding and more success, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. Just go over to groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint and grab your copy. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart and soul
1: this is your first time joining us. Welcome to the show. My name is Shay. And today with me, I have the wonderful Kerry Bainborough. And Kerry is actually a repeat guest on Kombucha and Color. I'm not actually sure if we've had repeat guests yet. I need to actually look that up but her um previous episode that she was on the show with us was um episode 37 which was all about your feminine cycles moon journaling using your your body to be able to really tune into what you're feeling especially as it moves through the cycles of your menstrual cycle and how that connects to the moon um she's got an amazing project um la luna la femme which is a moon journaling book that you can really track everything and really get curious about your body your cycles and your emotions and just actually while we are speaking about that feminine cycle um, Medichecks who are a previous podcast sponsor for us and they've also got um, they're running now a new fertility testing so if you are interested or if you're having struggles with that those two are really beautiful complementary things that you could put together you know getting curious and tracking your your cycles as Kerry has shared with us in that episode 37 about really tuning in noticing what's going on in your body tracking it in some kind of journal and then perhaps supplementing that with some kind of testing like a, through a company with MediChecks who does that fertility testing. So if you are curious of that, go and listen back to Carrie's episode 37 and then go and head over to MediChecks if you are um, struggling with fertility or something along that journey that doesn't feel right for you. So anyway, Carrie, I'm so excited to have you back on the show. Welcome to another episode for us. As you can tell, maybe I've got a bit of a blocked nose. So Anyone who's listening who hears my voice a little bit strange, <laughs> please bear with me. Um, but I'm hoping that Kerry's going to do most of the talking today anyway. So welcome to the show, Kerry.
2: Thank you so much, Shay, and thanks for having me again as a repeat guest. Very exciting.
1: <laughs> so what Kerry is chatting us to us today is something that is a little bit removed from where she was speaking a little bit, yeah, you know, where she was speaking previously, but still very much connected because. Keri has moved into this realm of looking at human design and I've been following Kerry's journey and I've seen her evolution through social media, through her blog. She's got an amazing blog. We are the wildflower. She's got a podcast as well that you can go and listen to. There's some beautiful episodes there, but, she has moved into this path of human design, and I've been really curious about what this human design is, and where it's from, and how it connects to so many different other systems—the chakra system—and Kerry's going to explain a little bit more. But it is also to do with your stars and your charts, and. It's just a really interesting way of how all of these things layer on top of each other to give us a broader picture of who we are as people, who we are as beings, where our challenges are, and where we can really shine. So, Carrie, do you want to give us an overview of what human design is right from the beginning? Somebody who's never heard of it before, what is human design?
2: So, human design basically is a synthesis of ancient and modern sciences, And has proven to be a valuable tool for human understanding. So that's kind of the official way to describe it, an official definition. For me, I kind of use it as a self-awareness tool. I would say it's a self-awareness tool. And it incorporates, as the definition says, a bunch of ancient and modern sciences, so incorporates astrology because we need your time and your date of birth and your location of birth as accurate as possible because it kind of uses the, the astrological sense of wherever the planets were situated in the universe and where they were situated kind of impacts your human design or your reading. So it uses astrology. It uses quantum physics, so a lot of science in there as well, with the science of neutrinos, which is basically the science of the energy particles and how we are all energetic beings. And, you know, the planets are energetic beings, the sun's an energetic being, and how all those little molecules that bounce off each other and affect us, depending on how close they are to us and how far they are to us when we were born. And then there's also, it also incorporates the Kabbalah tree of life, which is uh, the channels, if you look at your chart. And I do recommend if anybody's listening to this and they don't have their chart in front of them now, press pause, go to mybodygraphs.com, punch in your birth details and get your your chart in front of you because I'm sure I'll be sharing some valuable tips that you can kind of see in your own chart.
1: And is that a free tool that people can go and just download that?
2: Yes. So it's a free tool. It gives you the body graph. It explains some of the stuff, but it is quite uh, confusing language, which is why when I first did my body graph, I was like, "I have to learn more. And that's why I went and researched and eventually like (laughs) down the road I've become a reader Um, because it is quite confusing. And it's so exciting when you start like putting things together because that's whacking. this all sounds it's actually really accurate yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. and just to speak on that piece so it's mybodygraph.com yes yeah okay I'll put these links into the show notes but just to speak on this piece of kind of like a little bit of confusion so Kerry has done a chart reading for me which I've been so excited to get and it's When I get when I got this first reading from her, it is a little bit like overwhelming because there's so much in here. There's so much Mm. specifics and there's so much like this channel is relating to this and this is because Mm. there's all these different systems that are overlaid. So it's been so useful to have someone like Carrie who's really broken it down and gone, Okay, this is what this means in relation to you, this is what this means in relation to how you show up in your relationships, how you show up in your work and really breaking it down in a way that's really easy for me to understand. So yeah, maybe I'll I'll share also a picture of my chart on social media because there's lots of Carrie's notes on it, which makes it really (laughs) easy to understand and to interpret for your personal life. So continue on with the story of kind of all these channels that you were speaking about.
2: No, hundred percent. And when I first saw that my chart, which is the one, you know, before I scribbled all over it, I was like, what do these symbols mean? What do these numbers mean? And so part of my reading is that I do like draw all over that chart and kind of explain it and then send it to you. But I just wanted to say quickly, Shay, is Obviously, I just did package one for you, which was just sending you um, the actual PDF. But if you have a reading, it really helps delve into understanding it um, so much better because you can uh, give examples. For, uh, for example, I give examples, um, but it really just does help to bring it home in a much more understandable way. Um, and I'm actually doing away with that package because I just think readings are so much more beneficial than just getting a PDF document. I've had a lot of feedback that it is really confusing to try and get through. There is so much information and it's so late and I'm still learning new things every day about human design. So just wanted to put that out there um, that it can be confusing at first, but getting a reading is really, really beneficial. Even if you end up getting two, three readings, depending on how in depth you want to go into your charts, it just helps explain things a lot better. Okay, so if you have the body graph in front of you, human design also incorporates the use of the Kabbalah tree of life. So between all the energy chakra systems, there's nine in human design. There's, I think there's only seven in usual Is there seven, Shay? I think human seven. Time. Some
1: some systems actually say eight as well, but seven okay. is kind of the standard for yoga, I would say.
2: Okay. Yeah, so the human design system uses seven different chakras. So connecting them all are channels between the little gates, and that is the I Ching system, all the little numbers inside the the energy centers that comes from the Chinese I Ching system and the channels in between represent the Kabbalah tree of life or how they all connect together. And when you get two gates in between two um, energy centers meeting up and forming a channel, then that energy center lights up. And we, are say, we say that that energy center is closed or defined and you have inherent access to that energy. So for example, you Shay you have your throat, your identity, your sacral and your roots, lit up or closed and that means gates from each energy center have met up with a gate in another energy center and created a channel which is like a unique gift that the universe has given you and it's something that you have natural access to you don't even think about it that channel is something that you can use in your everyday life you're probably using it already unconsciously or consciously but that's like a natural gift from the universe so wherever you have color in your chart that is something that is inherent to you it's something you are born with and we say in human design that you actually as a soul you choose your human design chart before you actually come down and are born so everything in human design is like predetermined it's like lessons that you needed to learn in this lifetime in order to evolve as you know As a spiritual being so nothing is per chance this is the things you chose and what happens to us in our life is we get conditioned by society and by our parents and teachers to often sometimes move away from those natural gifts or appreciating or understanding those gifts and so often human design kind of teaches us how to decondition and go back to who we naturally are supposed to be and what talents we naturally have so for example gate 41 is like a really artistic channel. It's almost like that channel of you being someone that was born to be an artist, like literally be the other super wealthy artist or the starving artist, but just this inclination within your body that is healthy for you to really have a career in art, like express yourself really artistically every day. And what ends up happening a lot that I've seen with this gate is that these people are either completely living that life or they're like I don't have a creative bone in my body uh, you know I, don't, I under, don't understand why I have this, this this gate because I'm not artistic or creative at all and you actually like if you dig a little bit deeper what often ends up coming out is like a teacher or a friend or a sibling might have told them when they were young oh I don't like the way you dance or I don't like the way you draw and they've kind of taken that on and almost let go of that need or that pressure to be a creative artist so every little gate has its own specific uh, little gift as as well. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything incorporated. Astrology, the energy chakra system, the I Ching system, the Kabbalah tree of life, the neutrinos. And the way it all works is when we get our date of birth and we put it into this chart, wherever the planets were, they, if you can imagine the universe being divided up into 64 little uh, pie charts like you can imagine little little sections if you look at your Kabbalah chart which is the the round charts you will see that everything is divided so wherever the planets were in whatever gate they were in that because the whole universe is divided into these gates so um, 64 gates yeah 64 gates So wherever those planets were when you were born and some of those planets are in the same gates, those are the gates that you have inherent to you. So if you look at your chart and you have the two columns on either side, you have the red column and the black column, sometimes those gates repeat on both sides or on the same side. Um, So sometimes you can have 17 gates and sometimes you can have 27 gates. Um, It all depends on where the planets were when you were born. So that's where the astrology uh, side comes in.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> it is. It's, it's a lot to take in. I think it also really helps if you've got this in front of you that you can see it mm-hmm. and you're going, okay, I see what Kerry's saying about these colors and these charts. So really go and download this. It's free to go and download so that you can have it in front of you. Look at this. You just need to plug in your date of birth so that you can really get a visual of this.
2: And I just wanted to say time of birth is very, very important. Like I get people that'll be like, they've paid me already, but they don't even know what time they were born. And they were like, I think I was born around half past five, or maybe it was six o'clock in the morning. We need to be quite specific because sometimes the planets don't move at all for hours, but sometimes just within a space of a couple of minutes, like a bunch of them can move and that like will change your whole chart. So if you get a reading and you've got the wrong time in, and you're like, well, this doesn't resonate with me at all. um, You know, it could literally be because you were a few minutes wrong in your time. So it's very important to try to get as an accurate time of birth as possible.
1: And is that birth as in it's not the baby's head crowning, but it's like fully out the womb or yeah. fully out the um, stomach, wherever it's being born? Yeah, is that yeah, fully yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, interesting.
2: Um, and so if, also if you look at your chart, you've got the unconscious side, which is the, the left-hand side with the red column, and then the conscious side is the right-hand side of the black column. So if you look at all your gates on your chart, you'll see they'll either have a red line or a black line coming out of them or a black and a red line. So the unconscious birth, which is the red lines, that in human design occurs three months before you're actually born. And they say in human design, that's when the spirit actually enters the, the body of the baby inside the mother's stomach. So your spiritual birth. And these are usually qualities that you don't recognize in yourself, but other people see them in you. So the way other people see you. So for example, perhaps, you know, maybe your mom says to you one day, oh, oh Shay, you're so bossy. And you're like, oh, I'm not a bossy person. Mm-hmm. And then you might say to Warren, Um, do you think I'm bossy? And he's like, well, you can be a bit bossy sometimes. And And you didn't think you were bossy at all. Yeah. So it's great for yourself that often you don't relate to or you don't recognize. And then your conscious side, that's obviously your conscious birth when you physically came out of the womb. And that is all the black lines. Um, and those are usually characteristics or traits about yourself. Those gates are things that you can see in yourself. So for example, your gate 56, which is also your personality, Shay, is the gate of the storyteller, which is about having a natural ability to, t- to tell stories and to process life through storytelling, which mm. is probably something you already are quite conscious of because, you know, you're a blogger and um, you
1: love sharing stories. So, Yes, yeah, 100%. That resonates with me a lot.
2: Yeah. Okay. So that's what all those different colors mean and why are they are different reds and blacks? Um, and it all, it all means something different. So it is really, really in-depth and, and quite hard to get a hold of at first. But once it all starts falling into place, it's just like magic as you start to learn more and more about yourself. And then you just get addicted to it. You want to know everybody else's human design and how you all relate together. And the interesting thing about relating to other people is Shay, if you look at my chart, it's almost exactly the same as yours. I think I've got one more, my Ajna center is colored in. But you and I have the same channels going straight up the middle. And we have a lot of gates in common. And that usually means that you're going to get on well with someone and you're probably going to like have a good friendship and a good relationship. And then in terms of attracting to other people, we often are very attracted to people who have the opposite ends of the gates to us that we don't have that don't make up, make up a channel. So for example, gate 10, I would say in your identity center, is a hanging gate and it's always looking for gate 57 in the spleen center. So um, you would often be attracted to someone who has a gate 57 because your gate 10 is like a little magnet, always looking for the gate 57. Cause that completes that channel. So every time I do like partner charts together, like husbands and wives or boyfriends and girlfriends or partners. Um, it's so interesting because they're often uh, mine and Andrew's also completely, we often have the opposite hanging gates. So that's how we kind of get attracted to other
1: people. Interesting. And that whole, that whole premise of you complete me, it can fall mm-hmm. into place in this because it is literally closing that channel. And I think, yeah, obviously when you're looking at this and you can see what Kerry's talking about, it makes sense. So yeah, it's so interesting. So then how have you, so obviously you got into this by looking at your own chart and then just diving deeper and deeper into this work. Where are you now with it in terms of your understanding and what you are offering to people? How does that look like in your day to day?
2: Yeah, so human design kind of fell into my lap. I was actually busy putting together La Luna La Femme. So not last year, the end of the year before, what was that, 2018, end of 2018, I was putting human design together and randomly within the space of like two weeks, Two people asked me what my human design chart was. And I was super into astrology at that stage, you know, which I still am. I love astrology. Uh, but I was like, what are these people talking about? I don't care about human design, whatever. And then they kept on asking and asking. Eventually, I went on this mybodygraph.com website, punched in the details, and I got this. This chart, and one of my profile lines is the one which you also have, Shay. You are an investigator. That profile line at the top, um, which is part of your personality. And as soon as I saw this, I, was, I had to investigate. I was like, "What is this all about? I need to know about this. I need to piece it together. I need to pull it apart." And so, you know, I started listening to podcasts and blog reading blog posts, etc., etc., all the free resources that I could find, and absolutely loved it. And it was so weird because. A couple of weeks before that, or even a couple of months, I'd been thinking, I really need to, I wanted to study something where I could help people. Like, I. Uh, since I had Imogen who's my daughter I wasn't interested in social media anymore like I had been doing social media for clients and companies and you know running their Facebook pages and Instagram etc etc and I just kind of fallen out of love with being on social media you'll find when you have your own child if that ever happens if you want to Shay um, when you're breastfeeding you spend a lot of time on your phone I know it sounds terrible but really it's so boring after a while you spend all your time on Instagram and I was just like oh, I can't actually be on this anymore I need to get away from being in social media, blogging, I want to do something where I can actually help other people and like, you know, from home as well, because obviously I always want to be a mom that's close to home as much as possible. And I was actually thinking of studying astrology or life coaching and nothing was coming in my, like, I couldn't find a course that I resonated with. Anyway, so this human design like fell into my lap and I immediately was like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm super interested in this. Maybe this is something that, that I could actually do and help people with. But at that stage, I knew that I was a manifesting generator and part of my strategy as a manifesting generator, um, and our strategy is how to like, best use our energy for making decisions in life, um, my my strategy was to respond to things so not necessarily like manifest it to go out and just initiate things straight off like an idea or something in my head I had to wait for like some breadcrumbs from the universe or a conversation with a person or an offer from someone to actually like really confirm that human design was something that I could you know invest my time and money in without just like going straight into it so I was like well how am I going to get anything to respond to because nobody in South Africa knows about human design. How am I going to have a conversation with someone about human design? Like, no one's going to randomly just say to me, oh, Kerry, why don't you become a human design reader? You know? <laughs> so I was really a little bit in turmoil about the strategy of a generator of, of waiting for something to respond to. But I just kind of like trusted that something would come in, uh, you know, come along my way. And I still had, you know, I was doing La Lula and La Femme. I just started with that. So I was very excited with that whole project. And then one morning I was going for a morning walk like I used to do, listening to podcasts. And I was actually listening to Jenna Zoe, who's my human design lecturer now, or my teacher who I've done my level one and level two training with and I was listening to a podcast with her and randomly got a message from my godmother who lives in Howick, who doesn't message me much on WhatsApp. We chat on like Instagram now and then, but like other than birthday and Christmas, I don't really hear from her on WhatsApp. And I was like, I wonder what Debbie wants now. So I opened up this message and she sent me a picture of a, of a cookbook and she was like, Oh, I found this uh, cookbook in the SBCA shop. Absolutely adore, adore cooking from it. It's so lovely. I don't know if you will get it in exclusive books or whatever. I haven't really seen it before, uh, but it's so nice. Just thought I'd send you a picture if you do come across it. So I opened up this cookbook, this picture of this cookbook. And it was a vegan cookbook written by Jenna Zoe. And I was like, this can't be Jenna Zoe that I'm listening to. So I quickly Googled, and sure, as God made little green apples, Jenna Zoe had written <laughs> vegan cookbooks. And I was like, this is crazy thank you universe for sending me this breadcrumb and i was like okay cool i just felt like that you know for you know she found it a charity shop i'd never even heard of this Mm. book and i know all the vegan cookbooks so i was like okay cool so from that moment on i started investing time and money bought some books started um doing some courses online And, you know, eventually that culminated in doing my human design reader course with Jenna Zoe last year, um, towards the end of last year. So I'm a qualified human design reader for level one and two. So that's covering all the basics going into the channels and the gates. And then we do three and four this year, I think in September. And that's really going into the depths of things that you'd probably only talk about like on your third or fourth reading. But yeah, that's where I am at the moment. So exciting. And you know, I did the whole trial thing as a manifesting generator. We kind of need to dip our toes into things before we commit completely. So for about three months, I did human design readings for free, friends and family, just kind of seeing if it was actually something I really enjoyed doing. And with every chart I did just loved it more and more and more. You know, I never got to that stage where I was like, oh, I have to do Sarah's talk this afternoon. I'm so don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it was so exciting. And if you are a generator, you'll know your, your gut, your sacral authority is all about working off excitement and desire and passion. So, yeah, even as I'm speaking to you right now, Shay, I'm like so lit up. I'm so excited talking about this. And that's how I know I'm kind of in the right direction. And, yeah, and that's when I started just, you know, offering it as, you know, offering readings um, as like a profession for people and so far touch wood I've had no bad reviews yet Um, I've had people coming back for readings for their partners their children gifts for their friends or yeah so really loving it and that's where I am right now Um, done my level one and two heading towards level three and four in September and doing readings for people yeah every day
0: (laughs) amazing amazing Each week, we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shea, or Kombucha and Color will send you a wonderful, restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat Guide and Shea's Yoga Guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over a 100 pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28-day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore Nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore Color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way.
1: So you mentioned about this idea of manifesting generator as it being some kind of strategy that you employ depending on what your chart says. So I think you mentioned before we got onto the show that there's five different strategies that people use. Do you want to explain them all and give a few examples of what that type of personality might do or how they might respond or behave in the world? Okay, cool. So in human
2: design, there's five different energy types because essentially human design is all about energy. You look at your chart, it's basically a picture of your aura. So wherever you have closed energy centers, those are the ones that are colored in and wherever you have open energy centers, those are the ones that aren't colored in the white centers. These are how we interact with other people. So our closed energy centers tell us what energy type we are. And when we interact with other people, they will be impacted by those energy centers. And where we have open energy centers, that's where we will be influenced by the other people's auras or energy. So it's almost like we reach into each other through the closed and open um, Mm. energy centers. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about the different energy types. The first one is the reflector, which is the rarest of all the energy type, makes up only 1% of the population. And they're the only energy type that doesn't have any energy center defined or colored in. So they are completely white. All their energy centers are completely open. And their strategy is to wait a full lunar cycle before making decisions, which sounds crazy, but it really does work for the way that they kind of um, operate as energetic beings. Because they are completely open, they are influenced by the people around them all the time in all their different energy centers from their emotional to their communication to their intuition to their head where their ideas and inspirations everything is inspired and influenced by other people they surround themselves with so they really need to get to a place of clarity of that something is really right for them or for them and that's why they have to wait almost a lunar cycle which is your 28 29 days before truly committing to something or making a decision on something they are very rare i've only done one reflector out of I think I've done over a hundred charts now and I'm actually having my reading with her next week. I'm so excited. She found me last week and she's like, I'm a reflector. I'm like, Oh my gosh, please. Can I do your chart? <laughs> <laughs> I have to you know, know you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are so rare. And they are, they are the mirrors for society they here. their relationship with energy is here to reflect to mirror and to reveal and they almost like the markers of society to kind of tell us how healthy we are as a society or a tribe or a community they have the greatest potential for wisdom out of all the types because they can take on the energy of everyone else um, however their common challenge is energetically they are like little blank slates with very little of their own defined energy and so growing up in a world where you have to know who you are all the time and you know how it is growing up like everyone's Mm -hmm. like oh what team are you on what are you interested in what do you want to do what's your favorite tv show and they're like oh well i don't know i like everything you know so it can Mm -hmm. be quite confusing for them but understanding that they operate so differently to everyone else and that they just mean to kind of go with the flow of life um, and that that's okay is the best place for, for a reflector to start And then we have the manifestors, which are the second rarest energy type. They make up about 8% of the population. Our fave yoga girl, Rachel, is a manifestor.
1: I think you said you've done her chart or you you emailed your message.
2: You messaged her to to
1: do her chart.
2: Yes. And she replied and I did uh, Rachel's chart and it's a beautiful, beautiful chart. So completely, well, I thought it resonated with completely with everything about her. Um, Last I spoke to her, she hadn't listened to the audio clip yet. I think she was on her way to Costa Rica, but she was going to, and I think she's just got back. So I will message her again and see if she's, she's read it, but beautiful chart as well. Um, So manifestors, 8% of population, they are here, their their relationship with energy is they had to rally energy together They had to gather energy. They had to create momentum in a direction like get people on board with their their beautiful big ideas and get people actually like moving in a direction that they feel, you know, is good for the planet or for the earth or for society. So back in the day, manifestors were like pretty much the kings and the queens and the army generals, like the people who were in charge of everyone, the real trailblazers, the people that had all the control. And nowadays, you know, with democracy coming in, they are meant to really kind of play with their energy more than, than like have the weight and responsibility of the world on their shoulders so they are literally here to create movements whether they intentionally do that or not they just it's they have a very magnetic aura a very powerful aura um it's almost like when they walk into a room even though they don't notice that people will notice them
1: mm-hmm. they are meant
2: to be an influence on other people even if they shy away from that even if they feel scared by how much influence they have um they're meant to have that influence and they are luckily as a manifestor, they have this energy where they don't need to wait for collaboration from the universe. They act on impulses. They don't always come across very often, but they do act on the impulses, which is not driven by anything else other than the divine or source or God or whatever you believe in wanting to express themselves through you. So it's almost like the manifestor is the paintbrush of source or of God. And they just like that God says, Oh, I want to do this today and let's see how this works. And I'll like, let's put this power into the manifesto and the manifestor will just have this impulse to be like, let me go share about ballet to these people today. And off they go Mm -hmm. and, and they'll be able to create a movement. So it's really quite a powerful energy type. A big part of being a manifest is cherishing and honoring those impulses. You know, they will get conditioned by society to kind of not trust the impulses to question themselves. Is this the right thing to do? Best thing they can do is trust the impulses and and follow out on those impulses because it's not just something coming from like craziness. It's actually like the universe wanting to do something in Mm -hmm. in the world. Okay. They do have uh, as a challenge, they have have quite a selective aura. Um, And what that means is they literally will attract some people and then they will repel. Some people, and this happens because some people are just not right for the movement that they're trying to create or the vision they're bringing to earth, and those people won't support them. And so, source or the universe just immediately wants them not to be a part of them because it will affect that uh, the change that they need to bring about. So, often manifestors will be super people pleasing because they'll pick up from when they're a kid that sometimes people just don't like them, and that can be really sad sometimes for manifestors because they do want everybody to like them so the biggest freedom for a manifestor to realize is that not everybody's going to like you not everybody's going to jump on board with your idea or your movement that you want to create that's okay there will be many many others who will support you so the best example i have of this right now is Rachel as a manifestor this is like a girl girl. on
1: instagram for anyone who's (laughs) unclear rachel our bff yes carry on (laughs)
2: So she's a manifestor, and, you know, I see her moving in a way that's very kind and inclusive, you know, and she's very open and honest and people naturally just flock to her. And yes, of course, she does have people that don't agree with her and she often has a bit of conflict on social media, but like generally she moves from a place of love and most people like seem to have her back. She's a manifestor and she's creating a movement and a change in her own way. And then we have Donald Trump, who's also a manifestor. Mm, and interesting. So we have huge polarity there. People either love him, or they hate him and people think he's evil or they think he's the best thing since last bread. And probably what he what he gets on every morning and he's like Some people will support me and some people won't support me, but I'm still going on with my vision. And yes, we might not agree that it's the best vision, but it is the universe playing out something that needs to happen in our lifetime for us to learn lessons. So everything is as it's supposed to be. The strategy for the manifestor is to inform others of what they're doing because they have this great gift of communication from the throat and they're able to initiate and manifest things into being. Ironically, they often have difficulty communicating with those closest to them, um, which would be like, their partners or their friends, their families, or even their colleagues. And if they don't communicate every day and kind of let people in and uh, let them in on what they're doing or what they're up to, or to kind of soften the blow of these major impulse things that they're going to bring out, because it will often be things that are huge for their friends and families. So they kind of need to be explaining all the time. If they don't do that, they run the risk of their friends or families putting like speed bumps in their path um, because, you know, Boyfriend will be like, You haven't spoken to me for two weeks. I know you're off on your mission to Guatemala, but mm. I want to break up with you now because you haven't spoken to me. And the manifest is like, I thought you were, yeah, I love you. And now like they're on this mission to Guatemala to, you know, save, I don't know, the, the rainforest. <laughs> and Come home and now patch things up with the boyfriend because they just didn't reply to the text messages for five minutes every day and could have kept things going, the communication going. So really important for them to keep lines of communication open, especially, you know, with their loved ones and people that interact with on a daily basis. Okay, and then we have. Uh, I feel like I'm talking a lot for you, Shay. You can. Definitely no, I'm
1: listening. I'm, I'm. I'm. really. I'm into it. We're on the third one now.
2: Yeah. Okay. So we're on the projectors now. So they make up about 33 percent of the population, and they are super unique, rare, very wise, innately. Um, yeah, innately so wise and full of knowledge, and their relationship with energy. Is to tweak and to guide and to bring efficiency to the other energy types. So they are the newest energy type. They came about in about 1781. And they were, you know, when when we started moving from a society where everyone kind of worked for the landowners and for the kings and the queens, and so industrialization started happening and people started working in factories and people started, you know, moving out of having to just work for one person for the rest of their lives, the projectors came about to kind of guide people to... um, See where it was that they were passionate about and where they could actually work and fulfill their purpose in a way that was meaningful for them. So they're literally here to be our guides for the, for our tribes and our societies and our communities. They have a special ability to see something the way that the rest of us can't. My favorite metaphor for projectors is that they are the little birds in the jungle and they sit above all us other energy types who are the animals. And we're all just like running around and we're playing with each other and we're hunting and we're eating and we're having baby babies and the projector sits above and can see you know which paths we should be going on like they can see hey little deer you should hide in that bush to run away from that lion or hey lion you should follow that scent in order to get to that deer and to get your supper tonight so they can kind of see what's happening and their their ability is to see what we can't so whether that's reading into people devising new systems or establishments or designing new ways of doing things, whatever their little talent or gift is, each projector has a special ability of their own, and they're often purely here to come and share that with us in order to help us bring more efficiency to our life, to realize our purpose, to realize which paths are best for us. The common challenge for the projector, though, is that, you know, in this day and age, it's all about the hustle and the grind. And, you know, like get out there and do it, like make like Nike and just do it. Mm -hmm. And projectors, they don't have that consistent energy that the generators have. They don't have that sacral energy. They have inconsistent energy. And so they can easily spend their time you know, their time beating themselves up over the fact that they can't just go out there and make things happen or they can't create that energy to work all day and work all night. So generally projectors are often advised to only work really hard for like three hours a day and then spend the rest of that time kind of honing their special skill or researching or doing things they love. Like, you know, if they're an artist, going to an art gallery or having coffee with a fellow artist because they really do need to preserve and protect their energy. And it's it's kind of hard because in this day and age, You can't be like your boss. Oh, well, I'm only going to work three hours a day and then I'm going to sleep under my desk. Yeah. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. So often I often recommend projectors or the kind of energy type that really need to look into freelancing or working from home or kind of being entrepreneurs, having their own business. And really this is why I want like human design to go out into corporations and companies and businesses, because if we understand like, that generator is happy to stay up all night working if they're passionate about the project you have put them on. But that projector works really hard for three hours, but then she needs to kind of rest, mm. but come, she'll come back with an amazing vision of like how we can tweak and guide things, um, you know, bring efficiency to the project. So then we can appreciate how we all work. So often projectors are brought up She sometimes feel like maybe they're a little bit lazy or they don't work hard enough. They also sometimes, because they have this natural inherent um, wisdom and can kind of see what we're all supposed to be doing, they can sometimes be called like bossy or smart asses because they are, especially as kids, they'll be like, you know, so full in themselves and their ability to know what's right. They'll come up and be like, oh, hey, you should do this or you should be doing that. And, you know, people don't like being told what to do unless they ask, you know, for their help. So they can sometimes get the reputation of, you know, like sharing things when people don't want to hear them or, you know, being the know-it-all or, or getting involved or putting their nose into, you know, places where people don't, don't want their input. So very important for them to learn, and this is their strategy, to wait for the invitation. So they need to wait for people to, or, yeah, wait for basically for people or for offers to come into their way where people can kind of confirm that this is the right path for them or, you know, that they can come and help them. And it's a really, really tough strategy. Out of all the strategies, this is the one that people battle with the most because we are told in life that we must just go out there and do it. And projectors often feel like they need to be the girl boss. They need to be hustling. They need to be grinding. And it really takes a lot to be like, I actually need to slow down. That is best for my energy type. I need to take a nap. I need to relax. I need to trust in the universe that the right person is going to come my way and give me an invitation. So that invitation could literally be like asking someone out on a date or asking someone to come work for them or asking you to help them with the project. And it usually is in the realm of helping people bring efficiency to, to their own businesses or to their own life path, whatever it is. Did you want to ask a question?
1: No, I'm, I'm good. I'm listening.
2: Oh, okay, cool. All right. So that's the projector, our little birds. And then we have uh, the generator. So they make up, the generators make up the most of the population.
1: Ma- the pure- Is this manifesting generator or generator?
2: It's a pure generator. So pure generator is about 30% and manifesting generator is about 30%. So together, the generators who both have the same strategy, they both have the sacral center, uh, sacral authority, the sacral center defined, they make up about 60% of the population. But the pure generator, their relationship to energy is to create to create new things, to lift up people, to share, and to magnetize. So generators are the most magnetic, beautiful, lit-up, shiny human beings when they're doing what they absolutely love, what makes them excited, what they're passionate about. So that sacral energy, that is our reproduc- – well, it's the center of our reproductive organs. So everything here has to be related to things that we desire, things that make us excited. And, the, and from that stage, then we can create that energy and that momentum to stay up all night working on a project we love or to work really hard or to mom our children really hard whatever it is they need to feel like really 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 that that is something that they have to do that you know that they absolutely adore doing that they love that they're passionate about more so than all the other energy types okay Yeah. And so they are literally like pure life force in motion because that sacral energy is that beautiful, juicy, shiny life force, creative reproductive energy. And so generators have this really attracting aura and, and yes, like this, this beautiful juiciness to them. People just want to be around them, especially when they're living like in alignment with their path and their passion and their desires. So they naturally just attract people to them. Like, if they walk into a room and they're just like so passionate and they're talking about what they love doing, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, I want a piece of that person. Mm. I want to ask that person on a date. I want to be their friend. I want them to come work with me. I want them to work for me, whatever it is. So that's how they, their relationship to energy works. And that's how their strategy comes into play is that people then give them things to respond to. So people will be like, oh my gosh, I want you to come work with me, or oh, I, want to, I want to take you out on a date. And that's how they kind of get their breadcrumbs from the universe. It's from invitations from people, or offers from people, conversations from people, literal signs from the universe, like I got about the Jenna Zoe cookbook, all these sorts of things. And what happens with generators is they actually, because of their, their attractive aura, they get things to respond to almost on a daily basis, if not like often during a day, like, you know, they'll get like an invitation from someone to come and work with them here. Or someone says, Oh, Hey, please, can you promote this for me on social media here? Or someone says, Oh, don't you want to come meet me here for coffee? And they will have all these things to respond to. And they have to have to have to make sure that they check in with their gut and they have that like excited feeling about that thing. Otherwise what ends up happening, they commit themselves to things that they're actually not passionate about, or they actually don't want to do. And unfortunate... Well, I don't know. It's not unfortunate. It is what it is. But generators are usually little, like, people that feel like they should do things. So they hate to let down other people. And once they're committed to things, they usually do, like, follow through on those things. Because they just are, like, quite loyal, hardworking, dedicated little beings. Um, And they are... Yeah, like, people can't get enough of them. So they want to almost... I don't want to say take advantage of that energy, but it is a beautiful energy. And when people are around generators, they pick up on that energy and then they, they feel that passion and they want to go and incorporate that passion in their own lives. So very, very important for generators to make sure whatever they commit to is something that their body, that their gut is telling them is the right thing. Not their head, not their anything else, their mind, they must be feeling a yes, like a, and not just a yes, like a hell yes from, from the guts, like a real, this is the right thing for you. So yeah, so uh, the strategy, as I said, was to respond to things. And that is the same strategy as the manifesting generator, which I'll talk about next. So the manifesting generator, which both you and I are, Shay, is a hybrid between the manifester and the generator. So we have that inherent life force, workforce energy of the generator, plus we have that ability to initiate things into being from the manifesto. So initiating conversations, initiating businesses, relationships, whatever it is, we have a natural ability to do. But because we have that sacral authority, that sacral center defined, our strategy is still the same as a generator. Okay, so we still have to follow what makes us feel excited and what brings us passion, what we like give a hell yes to doing. We need to always listen to that. The relationship of manifesting generated to energy is, yeah, we pretty much like the unicorns, the little superheroes, uh, superhumans, I should say. We are here to forge new things, to play and to create. We are meant to, we get like the surge of mastery from the universe, where when we're really passionate about something, we want to bring that thing about really quickly. We want to, you know, a generator might think of starting a business, I don't know, let's just start, uh, maybe they want to start a cupcake company, a cupcake bakery, okay? (laughs) And they'll take take it. Six months to be like, oh, they want to get involved with the right people. They want to make sure they have the right branding, the right logo. Everybody's on board. Uh, We're going to do this correctly. Manifesting generator, we're like, I want to start a cupcake bakery and I'm going to research this all on Google tonight. I'm going to start my website tomorrow. And I'm going to open in a month's time. I'm going to find somebody that I can communicate. I'm going to get the investor involved. I'm going to borrow money from someone. They will make a freaking plan to get that thing out as quickly as they can. And that's because they are meant to forge and to play and to create with things. And it can be quite disconcerting for other energy types and for our parents. Because often like our parents will say to us or society will say like, stick to one thing Mm. and do do it properly. And a manifesting generator doesn't want to go to university and say to be a doctor and then be a doctor and then, you know, maybe specialize in one thing and work in the same hospital for the rest of their life. Like a manifesting generator goes to university and they're like, I'm going to study journalism like I did. And then they're like, "Uh, I don't really like this. I'm going to study English. And then they're like, oh, maybe I should actually be a teacher. And then, you know, they get their teacher degree. And then you know, like I've done all those things and then I've, I've even worked on my dad's farm. I've done accounts. I've done, I've worked for magazines. I've written online. I've done every. you know, like they're not mm. meant to, you know, kind of stay in one sort of position. So it can be quite disconcerting for parents and for friends. Um, But that's what's so wonderful about human design is we know that that's how we're meant to be. The universe literally uses us manifesting generators to show other people that everything doesn't have to be so black and white. We can just leave the job if it's no longer working for us. Um, You know, obviously, I'm speaking from a place of privilege here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if you are able to do that, you can do that. You know, you don't have to do the same thing for the rest of your life. You can play with, with the universe and you can reinitiate yourself as different people, as different careers, as different, you know, having different tastes all the time. And and that's completely normal. And this can inspire other people to do the same in their lives. Um, so it really is a real, a real beautiful thing to be a manifesting generator. It can be quite hard to get used to that energy and to get other people to understand it. I look at my brother and he is the typical manifesting generator, like way more so than me or you or any other manifesting generator. I know he just literally tunes into his gut and he's like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. I want to do this now. And then my parents are like, ah, just do the one thing. And he's like, no, I'm going to be a tour guide now. (laughs) off he goes and I love it it's so awesome yeah and it doesn't mean that you're never gonna have success in your life because you can't commit to one thing your success in life is having fun with energy and recreating yourself and some of your projects will be amazing successes and some maybe won't but that's okay like that's just how you're supposed to move in this lifetime and learn the lessons that you're meant to learn in this lifetime okay
1: Mm, amazing The five energy types covered, (laughs) but you know what? From what it sounds like for me, and as you said in the beginning, this is like a really powerful self awareness tool. As you're speaking and talking about these different ways of living in the world, what it sounds like this system gives you is permission to be yourself. Is what Mm. is what it really does, and I think that's where it's such a powerful thing because it's like. Yeah, I can do this. I can do this. I can respond to things. I can take action. I can do these things. I can say no if it doesn't feel right in my body. So I think it's a beautiful way of, yeah, just being true to who you are is what it sounds like to me.
2: Whether you believe and i am going to put inverted commas—believe in it or not, because there's always those people that are like, "Oh, pseudoscience, absolute rubbish, blah blah blah." Mm.
1: Either way,
2: I feel for me like every single person I speak to like the energy type resonates with them and it does give them permission and it does like they resonate with it and they're like, they can take those tools and those tricks compared to, you know, for their that we obviously go into depth with with your reading. They can take those and incorporate them in their da- daily life, whether they truly are a manifester or not. If it's all just a dream, like those things are concrete things that they can kind of really use. I mean, and all of the advice for all the energy types is things that we could all use every single day, you know, mm. to help us in their own life. So for me, it's not so much as like, this is the right thing and we should all do human design because it's the only thing and the best thing. For me, it's like a part of understanding ourselves and you know, you're the one three, Shay. So you're an investigator martyr, which means you're very much into all these different ways of knowing about yourself and, and, and self-awareness and quite spiritually inclined. But all of these different things, like we can just immerse ourselves in them and learn more about ourselves. At the end of the day, it's just like giving us so much more tools and tips and tricks to kind of manage life because life is not easy a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But like just giving, getting these little understandings or glimpses into the things we can do to manage our energy... It's just so, so helpful. And yeah, you know, human design is all about the science of differentiation, about showing us how we are all so different. But at the same time, I feel like it's also the science of showing us how similar we are. Mm -hmm. And when we see how similar we actually all are, the easier it is to understand each other and to kind of work together and live together in a way that is like harmonious. Because human design is essentially we're working towards the 2027, which in human design is when the whole system that we are living at the moment or living in at the moment is completely going to change. And I feel like every month more and more is changing in our, in, like in humanity, like in our current society and 2027 I think is when everything is going to completely like change on its head. And I feel like you mean like the year
1: 2027,
2: 2027 the year. Yeah.
1: Okay. Interesting.
2: Yeah. We all are leading up to the space. We are, we are moving to uh, a place where we are all using different ways of connecting and understanding and being kinder to each other and appreciating each other um, so that we can move forward as a collective. You know, it's been very individual um, and mm. tribal up until now. We've all been like, you know, all for ourselves or I want this or I want to do this or my family needs this, or my town needs this. And we actually need to start moving towards a place of collective consciousness mm. where we all look after each other and all our different tribes and our families and our greater societies. And I literally, even with this coronavirus, which I don't know when this is going to be played, but at the moment today, it's just been declared a pandemic. And I feel like that's kind of, bringing us all together whether you believe it's really harsh or not to kind of start looking deeper at like how we can look after ourselves better how we can protect ourselves from these things and start working together Mm. rather than having all these borders and boundaries between each other because you know these borders and boundaries we all have are completely imaginary it's not going to Mm. stop a virus from coming over from one country to the next it's not going to stop kindness or love or hate or whatever it is so yeah that's the beauty for me in human design is is moving towards a place where we all understand each other appreciate each other be like you're a manifesting generator shay do your thing you're a a, a projector amy you do your thing and i Mm. support you and we all have each other's backs that for me is the absolute beauty in it
1: and that's so interesting about you say about this 2027 there's something that's happening and deepak Chopra was actually saying a little while ago on some podcast he was asked a question of what is the state of consciousness in the world at the moment and his Mm -hmm. response was We are actually at the cusp of a tipping point. He's like, and we need to reach critical mass, and we need to reach critical mass soon of people waking up and realizing like we have to do something to manifest change. And I think that that relates, I get goosebumps as I say, like that relates to where consciousness is moving in terms of how can we be in this place that as you say is accepting is showing kindness showing love and creating some kind of difference in the world around us so I love that and I'll be interested to see in seven years time where we are
2: (laughs) no I'm so excited um yeah because it can be a lot of like doom and gloom about the world especially at the moment with the climate change and Mm -hmm. you know um but for me, I feel like if we look back in history, like everything had to come to a po- tipping points, as Shop Deepak says, you know, we're never going to change if everything's hunky-dory. You know, mm. the planet's not going to heal herself if we're not healing ourselves. Mm. And, you know, we all know we need to look after ourselves better and look after the planet. But none of us are actually, like, who really is doing it? Government's not really doing it. These things need to happen. And as awful as they are, we need these tipping points to bring us to consciousness, to bring us back to, like, what's really important survival family love creativity mm. uh, not necessarily like being able to fly around the world all the time and visit all these places. i mean that's a beautiful thing and a wonderful gift we've had for like what the last not even 50 years that mm. probably even 20 years that we've all been able to fly so freely and it's all going to have an impact on mother nature and so mm. these things are going to happen these things are going to occur and they're just going to bring us to this this place of moving forward, and not just moving forward, but also like course correcting ourselves. Like that's a big word used in human design. Is course correcting when you know you're on the wrong path, and you can feel you're on the path. You have to course correct, and I feel like that's what we are starting to do now as a society and and as a species. We need to course correct, and it's interesting because human design only came about in 19, I think it was 1987, if I'm not correct. That's when the, the main guy who started it he downloaded it on an eight day meditation. He downloaded human design and he put it all together using all these different things and everybody was like well how are we supposed to be you've used all these ancient stories but like how are we supposed to believe in this or, or take it you know like follow it and he's like we are only supposed to know about human design now but wouldn't have made sense a hundred years ago it's, it's wow, only now that we really need to start understanding human design and incorporating it into our lives in order to to reach that place of consciousness because he was all about 2027 20, and reaching the next stage of consciousness
1: Interesting. So what can people do if they don't know their specific birth date and time? Obviously hopefully you know your birth date, but if they don't know their <laughs> specific if their specific time, is there something that you could do or is there a rough idea or does it just like it falls apart if you if you don't know your specific time of birth?
2: no so you do need to know your specific time unfortunately yeah I wish it could work on aggregate um, approximates but it is it is based on where the planets were exactly when you were born but what you can do is you can phone the hospital when you were where you were born they often keep records especially overseas in South Africa not so much or you can check your birth certificate often there will be a time of birth on birth certificate and this is all obviously if your parents don't remember Mm. Um, which happens a lot it seems I'm quite surprised yeah (laughs) mom has everything written down like to the T but yeah a lot of parents you know often you know it's like their third or fourth child and they're like meh who knows
1: he was born on the- <laughs> sometime i think the birthday was actually the 12th of march could have been the 10th
2: <laughs> okay i don't know so you can do that um so that's like a very practical level or you can get in touch with astrologists. Um, so you can go for astrology reading. Often astrologists, not all of them, but some of them are able to work with your chart and find your exact time of birth. Um, they do charge a little bit extra for that though. So um, just be aware of that. And then also some kinesiologists um, can also work out your time of birth. So just find some kinesiologists that you resonate with or in your area, send them an email, chat to them, ask them if they can do that Um and obviously the same with astrologists. I work with Michelle who did the, the, the La Femme journals. She also chatted in the last podcast with us. She can usually tell your exact time of birth. If if you have like a general like half an hour uh, leeway, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, if you have completely no idea what time of day you're born, your mom doesn't even remember if it's morning or afternoon, um, then maybe working with someone that really specif- uh, like like astrologist that really delves into that, like that's the actual mm-hmm. um, thing that they do. And they are available. You just got to Google a bit
1: interesting well kerry can you please let us know where people can find you if they want to book a session with you obviously we've we've given you a lot of information and i think it really will be a lot clearer if you go and as she mentioned in the beginning just download this pdf look at it and then you'll be able to see a lot more about what she's talking about in terms of the channels and the colors and the gates and like there's just so much information um so yeah also just like a really useful tool. when i read some of my report i was like yes i resonate with that resonate with that oh this i'm not sure about this but then it gives me opportunity for self inquiry where does Mm -hmm. this show up in my life where am i maybe overlooking this that i don't want to see this so it's a little bit also playing with that shadow self as well. So a beautiful self-awareness tool. Um, Where can people get readings from you? How can they find out more about you?
2: Okay, so um, I'm working on my website at the moment. It's kerrybainborough.com. At the moment, there is a discount there. If you sign up for the newsletter, you get 17% off, not 17, 15%. I don't know where the second came from. <laughs> Offer reading from me. Um, and that's up until the 31st of March. So just heads up on that. Um, from uh, April, though, I'm going to be completely changing up my packages and rates, which will be on my new website. But that's how you can get a reading with me. Otherwise, email me, um, kerrybainborough at gmail.com. Or you can message me and follow me on Instagram. You can DM me. I'm just Kerry Bainborough, which I'm sure Shay will link in the notes. So you can DM me there. And yeah, booking, you just need to, we need to find a date. Um, and then we just like book you in. I need your birth date and your time of birth, your location of birth. And then we chat for about an hour. And in that hour, I chat about your energy type. Plus we talk about your profile, um, which we haven't spoken about at all in here, but it's it's like your little personality. There's 12 different profiles. It's kind of like an astrological sign we talk about your gates and your channels um yeah as much as we can for 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 60 minutes so each reading would be 60 minutes um yeah that's pretty much all I can think of Um, amazing
1: (laughs) well thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and all your knowledge with us like I can really tell in your voice like there's such authority with this and there's such excitement with it and it's really palpable so I'm so glad that you found this and that you are sharing it with the world so thank you
2: Thanks, Shay. And I'm excited too. We'll see how long it lasts with the manifesting generator vibe. But for (laughs) now, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm listening to my guts and uh, it just brings me so much joy every day. So that's what I'm
1: up to. Well, thank you for sharing (laughs) it. And we'll see you again next week. If you love this episode, connect with Kerry. I'll put some links in the show notes. Otherwise, we'll see you again soon. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Colour. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by
1: our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram.
0: You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week.